You're listening to RE Snapshots. Each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds, tackling herbicide resistance and bringing you the latest information with experts in the field. On RE Snapshots this week we're going to be talking about the evolution of resistance to non-herbicidal techniques with one of our RE researchers, Michael Ashworth. How are you going, Mike? G'day, Jess. How are you going? I'm good. Now, at RE, we have been focusing on herbicides for many years, and now we're sort of moving more to focusing on the way plants actually grow. Can you give us a little bit of insight into what that actually means? RE have a long, proud history of working on the resistance to herbicides. You know, one thing we did find is that when we use herbicides too much or we we use them without enough diversity, we get resistance. And one of the things that we're hypothesising or we're thinking is very, very plausible now is the fact that we're likely to start selecting for resistance mechanisms in weeds that will evade some of our other weed control techniques. So, you know, when we talk about sort of what some of those weed control techniques are, you know, we're talking about harvest weed seed control, obviously. But what about things like crop competition, time of sowing, you name it. When anything becomes predictable, a weed is going to have the opportunity to shift away from that. So what's the best position a farmer can put themselves in this situation then? What should they be doing? Well, continually diversify. That's really what we're, we're, we're talking about now. But, you know, this is still a very, very uh, new area. Um, that we're working on and um, there's, uh, there's been some research done. Michelle Owen did some lovely work back in 2010 directly showing that annual ryegrass populations or lolium populations were showing far more dormancy in populations that showed more herbicide resistance. So w- what we were showing there was a correlation between herbicide resistance and weed seed dormancy. So what was happening in that situation is the paddocks that were intensively cropped were showing far more dormancy. And that was backed up by some lovely research done by uh, Ben Fleet and uh, Sam Kleeman in South Australia. And, the, and you can look that up in the crop updates in 2017, which showed similar things with brome grass, where they're showing an increased incidence or an increased population of brome grass because the weeds are starting to germinate far more later in the crop. It can come across as a bit all doom and gloom, Mike, but it's actually really positive, all this information that's come out and can actually have a good plan of attack. Can you give us a bit of a practical idea about what that might look like? Yeah, well, we need to we need to sort of think about this in, a, in an important way because herbicides have been just that effective at controlling weeds. And what we've done in, in Australia and especially in WA is growers have been fantastic at being, showing us that we can reduce weed populations down to very, very low levels. One thing we do know from their herbicide resistance research is is that when we apply an intense selection, such as, for instance, herbicides over a genetically diverse large population of annual ryegrass, we rapidly evolve herbicide resistance. Now, a lot of our weed control programs or practices are just nearly just as effective. So when you think about harvest weed seed control, it's incredibly effective at intercepting and destroying weed seeds. Um, Crop competition is very, very effective at reducing weed numbers. Weed biotypes or weed growth patterns are definitely going to be selected in those situations to evade or to take advantage of those sort of situations. When I talk about weed evasion mechanisms, many people might be asking, what are we actually talking about there? Well, that could be, uh, for instance, prostrate growth in annual ryegrass populations are reduced um, increased levels of seed dormancy when we sow the same paddock at the same time every year the weed population is obviously going to adapt to uh, get away from that and another situation we may come up to is maybe seed shedding 
in uh, wild radish populations. Uh, we're seeing some of it around, we need to understand it better and that's what Ari is currently doing. Yeah, so the big message here is that diversity is really key. That's come out loud and clear. So what does that mean for farmers, though? I mean, diversity, we can say it out loud and it kind of makes sense, but what does it practically mean for people? Well, like we've been sort of rotating herbicides, we need to start to rotate our practices as well. So um, things like diversifying our crop type. Now, in WA, we're very much wheat-dominated. Okay, now what that does is make everything occur at the same time in the same way every year. So we need to try wherever possible and wherever it's economically able to is diversify the type of crop we do. The other things we can do is diversify our timing. So for instance, if you've got a set sowing order that you sow your, your farm at, what you could actually do is start to sow your first paddock last for a while because those first paddocks are likely to become a little bit more dormant uh, to evade uh, those knockdown herbicides. The other thing we need to do is keep the pressure on with these weed populations. So keep using herbicides, keep herbicide resistance testing, keep the, the pressure on, because what we have found is that weeds that are able to grow unimpeded throughout the season are more likely to then shed, shed their pods, shed their seed before harvest. Um, so in, in, in order to keep the effectiveness of harvest weed seed control, we really need to continually use our herbicides well. And finally, we need to always outcompete those weeds. So always grow a crop that's going to be highly competitive against the weed because one thing we do find is that these adaptations, while they do provide a weed control evasion advantage, they often put the weed at an ecological disadvantage uh, compared to a highly competitive crop. So that's what we need to do. Yeah, it's very interesting. And is there any more research that's coming out that you're doing in this area at all? Or? Well, we've just put out a fairly large trial up at Shenton Park this year where we actually sampled a big heap of Peter Newman's focus paddocks where Pete had actually reduced the weed seed banks down to very, very low levels. And what we're doing is we're growing them out in a, what they call a common garden experiment and uh, just to see what is the outcome, what are these plants going to do, what's that incredible history of weed control uh, done to the population how's the population evolved It'll so be interesting. watch this space <laughs> yes so agronomists take note mix rotate and always diversify that's the clear-cut message there thanks very much mike thanks jess